Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Well, hello, everybody. This is Angela Freeman, and you are listening to Angela's Awesome Podcast. Welcome to Season 2. Angela's awesome podcast. Um, thank you for listening. We are talking about things that helped your life make more make your life more awesome. And right now we're on the set the steering wheel for more joy ten uh, week program, and uh, we're in week four. So today we're talking about being awesome. We're talking about having more joy, and the, the topic is acceptance. So if you're new to this idea of acceptance. This should be interesting to see how you like it. This is, can be, some people really like it right out of the gate, and some people maybe need to warm to the idea. But basically, we accept what is actually happening. Doesn't mean we have to like it. Does mean that we stop fighting it, trying to change things we can't change, and that will up our joy level. So without further ado, we are going to go right into the live portion. I did this last Tuesday night uh, with a great group. We had some great input. Um, of course, I didn't have the volume turned up enough, but Heno is coming over in a few minutes to help me fix that. So it's a work in progress, my friends. And thank you for staying tuned in because I promise I am devoted to figuring out how to do this, uh, the technical side of this. I appreciate you listening. Please reach out if you have questions, and here we go. Okay, now it is. See, it's just tricky. Okay, you guys, welcome to Tuesday night. Exciting joy journey group. So uh, we're going to talk about acceptance, everyone's favorite topic. Um, <laughs> this, you know, I, this is a big topic for people that are in 12-step. So I've been working on this for 12 years. And so when I was creating the schedule for this, like I absolutely think this is a huge part of um, being on the journey to joy. Like I just believe that. So I was like, this is gonna, this will be one of the easier ones to put together. This has been my harder one by a thousand. I because it's such a big topic. I mean, there's so many different things to accept and levels and how does it work. So it's been really great for me. Um, because um, I've had to just really like re-examine how I feel about it and what I think is important. You can let go because I don't like working. Um, and um, one of the hi Nancy, one of the um, really big pieces of this for me is um, that it's an ongoing. It's I. This is just another one of those spiritual tools where it's not like you get it and then you're like, I'm done. I've got it. Right. I mean, it's just crazy that way. And would you like to pick out a pen? You're doing great. I'm a little more distracted by love than you for sure. Okay, he'll settle down in a second. So acceptance. I and I'm a big fan of looking upwards. And Rob and I have talked about this so much this week because he loves acceptance. There's a line in the big book. Does everyone know what I talk about when I say the big book? It's like the AA Bible. So there's a line in the big book, and it's, or a paragraph about acceptance, and it's on page 417. Rob loves acceptance so much that one of our fellow members got him a T-shirt. It's black with green on it, and it says page 417. That's all it says. Oh, that's so funny. It's so hilarious. So we've done a lot of talking, but as a coach, this is my job as a coach. I, my, is I want to bring in ideas that I think are interesting or that we already know about and just re, you know, because we learn by repetition. But the big thing that's interesting to me as a coach is like my, what I consider my job is to figure out, okay, so we are all on board. This is a great idea. How do you actually do it? Like what are actual practical steps? Because that's the thing that's always bugged me in any spiritual program that I, when I'm working with someone, it's like, you know, just let that go. I'm like, Okay, that's great. I'm totally going to do that. How? You know, or I'm going to pause. 
I'm totally going to do that. Oh, wait, how? Because I said I was going to do it, and then I don't do it. So that was the part that was tricky about this. I'm, I'm going to briefly talk about the why I think it's so important, but I think everyone in this group already is probably on board with that. So we're really going to talk about some practical strategies on to how, and it will be interesting to see how people relate. And then when we're done with my little chit-chat, we're going to do some writing, of course, and then we'll open it up for people to share or not share, if they should choose not to share. And there's, no, of course, no pressure for anyone to share what they've come up with in writing. So I'm a big fan of looking words up because, and Rob pointed this out, that oftentimes in the dictionary they mean different things than what we actually think they mean, right? So acceptance had a couple, there's always more definitions too, of course I pick out my favorites that are uh, what I think go along with this, but the action of consenting to receive or undertake something off offered. So when we accept something that's happening in our lives, we're basically consenting that this is what's happening. Now, that's really all we're doing. This is, this is what's happening. And we're going to talk more about this, but it's not about, I love this, oh my God, I can't wait to do more. It doesn't mean that. It could mean that, but it really just means this is what's happening. And the second um, definition here, the action or process of being received as adequate or suitable, typically to be admitted into a group. I put that in there, even though that's not as, we're going to focus as much on that tonight, but... I think that's really interesting because one of the big things in, around acceptance that I've had in my life has been around my body. And the, you know, it's been ongoing and, and it's always just a new level. Like it was first when I was a teenager and then in my 20s and then I, I just wish along the way I would have known what was going to happen when I hit menopause. <laughs> so I could have been more appreciative of what was going on then. And I keep reminding myself of that now because I figure in another decade or two, I'm going to feel the same way. So anyway, um, I feel like being received as adequate or suitable, that's very much part of body acceptance, which is not tonight's top, but I just, as long as we're talking about acceptance, I mean, who knows, maybe that'll be on someone's writing. So we're talking about acceptance and we're talking about it from a standpoint of if we learn how to use this as one of our tools for joy. I think acceptance is very similar to what we talked about in the first session, which some of you were here and some of you weren't, but obstacles as opportunities, because it's similar, right? Because we don't have any problem accepting, oh, you want to give me a winning lottery ticket? Okay, that's easy to accept, right? I mean, often this acceptance gets pulled out when things are not going the way we think they should be going or, you know, it's a little less enjoyable. Like we were talking about root canal versus vacation in Hawaii. It's hard to make those feel the same. But I just want to say one thing. I think that there are some people, and I put myself in that group sometimes, that someone's like, here, I'd like to give you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's a good thing, and I can't accept it. So that's like good accepting point. good things is not always easy for everyone either. I think that's very true. And isn't it often true also with that, it's like you accept it. Lucky. He's okay. Okay. You accept it, but then in the back of your mind is how I'm going to repay them. Yep. Right? That's that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. It's That's very true. That's very true. So maybe we're talking more about things that you actually got yourself so you can totally accept them. But although, haven't we all experienced the self-sabotage too where you actually, I mean, I do that so much less, thank you. Um, but I remember when in my younger, you know, something really great would happen. I was like the first one to throw a big monkey wrench right into the whole business because it was just... There wasn't enough drama. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> so, um, okay, so um, the serenity prayer, of course, is on here. And um, our serenity, a.k.a. our joy level, because we're defining joy as this deep sense of well-being. We're not defining joy as happy, happy. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe how happy I am. We're defining it as I have this deep sense of well-being, and that is just flooding into every area of my life. Our serenity or our joy level is directly proportional to our level of acceptance. So when we aren't accepting that this is what is happening, that's going to cause our serenity level to go down proportionately. So if we're sort of not accepting it, we may not have as much, we may have a little less serenity, but if we're really struggling with it, serenity is going down. You can pretty much guarantee that. And so here's my latest theory around acceptance and the serenity prayer. And I am 
sharing with you my experience. I've been interviewing people. This is an ongoing thing. So if anyone disagrees with this, I'm open to we'll discuss it afterwards and I'm open to hearing things because I think this is really interesting and this is very ongoing for me. But I've been looking at the things I've needed to accept in my life as I've gotten ready for this. And everything that I've needed to accept, when I did accept it, something was also changing. Those two things were in direct relationship. So, for example, when I accept that my little brother is in jail again because he's a drug addict and alcoholic who thinks he's just a, drug addict, just a drug addict and he can drink and he keeps ending up in jail and he can't connect those two things. So when I accept that that's his path and he's got his own higher power and I'm powerless over that, when I accept that, what's happening is I'm changing the way that I feel. I'm also doing, in order for me to find that sense of peace, I'm also going to more meetings, reading more doing more research, who else has been in this situation, how did they deal it. So I'm changing the way that I feel and my attitude around it. So what I found is when there are things that need to be accepted, there's also changes that are occurring. And most of the time, in my experience so far, those changes have been within me. But there's still things I'm actively changing. It, so praying about it, doing things differently in order... Because I don't just accept it and not have some change. So... I, it, I, as I've been thinking, I just think it's interesting because I feel like this serenity prayer is really kind of like a loop. It's not like I do, I accept this and then I have, or I have the courage to change this and God's going to give me the wisdom to know. I feel like as I accept it, I'm going to be given the wisdom to figure out how, what's changing and what, how things need to be changed. So that's my latest theory on that. And that's this week. I mean, I've just been really, um, it's just been really interesting. So I'm just giving you that as an idea, the serenity prayer. I mean, whoever came up with that was just genius, right? What a gift. What a gift. Um, okay, so the why. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the why. I really want to save time for us to talk, and I, there is some writing. So, But briefly, the why. Because it's always nice to know, I mean, you know, we have these ideas, and we talk about these spiritual principles, but it's, I always like to know, well, what, why? So number one, it feels better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because when we're not accepting things, we're fighting it. Now, this is a little tricky, too, because similar to what Kath brought up, prior to getting into sobriety, I actually didn't feel better having serenity because I was so used to being in chaos. So what an interesting thing. I remember in early sobriety, oftentimes um, things would start going really even, and I was incredibly uncomfortable. It was similar to someone giving me something great and me being like, I can't take that. So when I say it feels better, it really does feel better, but it maybe doesn't at first if you're used to fighting. And I honestly am a fighter. I've really changed a lot. And thank, thank you. Um, I've gotten better about surrendering and trying to be in the flow. But boy, I mean, swim upstream with an anchor on my on my ankle, sign me up, you know, give, is it going to be really hard? Okay, that sounds perfect. So, and as all things that can be a character defect, out of balance, right? So that's a really great characteristic for me because I have a lot of tenacity as long as I'm not purposely choosing to put myself in the stream, swimming up with an anchor on, and I allow myself to float and do it an easier way sometimes, but I can still have that tenacity to make sure I'm in the lifeboat floating down or whatever. So I think that's, but anyway, so it does feel better, and I love this Eckhart Tolle quote. Um, when you complain, you make yourself a victim. When you complain, you make yourself a victim. Leave the situation, change the situation, or accept it. All else is madness. And madness doesn't feel good. That's why that quote's there. I'm trying to drive home the point. It feels better. Um, so again, great quote. And again, interesting ideas. And again, how exactly do you know, right? So we're going to just talk about some ideas. And of course there's... Um, but hopefully this will get us more creative. Um, okay, number two. So that's number one of why. Number two, change happens from the relaxation response. So if, we, if our goal is to grow heal and evolve, that doesn't come from a place of stress. We grow, heal, and evolve from a place of relaxation. That's why when you go and you have something major done at the doctor's, like a surgery, 
They want you to take the painkillers because if you're constantly in pain fighting it, your body's not relaxing. It's harder to heal, right? I mean, so when we are fighting, what we resist persists. And um, we want to come at solutions from a, from a place of relaxation. Solutions will come to us. Now, it doesn't mean that when we hear a solution, there's not going to be, again, that tenacity or that, okay, what's my next step? Okay, this may be, it doesn't mean there's not going to be hard work involved. It doesn't mean that we don't need to cultivate discipline. But there's a difference between struggling and disciplined, focused, targeted, moving forward, perhaps work. For lack, you know, sometimes it is work to, to make changes. Um, so you learn to let go, release the stress. You were never in control anyway. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Boy. It's just so tempting to try to think that, though. Okay, so number three, and then give back to the planet. And we've talked about this a lot, but I just want to reinforce this because I love this. When we are experiencing more joy, then we are passing that on to the people we come in contact with. So even if it's as simple as you feel good, you say hello to the person that's helping you check your groceries out, you don't know how much that can ripple. So it's not selfish to take care of ourselves and to have more joy. It's just not. And it doesn't mean you're not a good person if you're concerned with taking care of yourself. It means you're a responsible person. And of course, like everything else, that can get out of balance. But I think especially for people that are going to show up for something like this, we tend to be more on the side of, I'm going to make sure I'm good and not be too selfish and take, you know, I think that's the side that we err to. And I think that it's important to remember that when we're happy, whole, prosperous, we're in a better position to help people. So when we accept gifts, money, great jobs, great opportunities, we're giving the person that's giving us, we're giving them the gift of allowing them to give something to us. And we all know how good it feels to give, right? So why not let them have that experience? Oh my God, thank you so much. I mean, do you know how much I appreciate it when someone says to me, thank you so much, that was so great. It feels so good. So I just want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity. Thank you so much, whatever you want to give me. I want you to have the opportunity to feel that. And in turn, I'm going to be more filled up, more energetic, more joyful to turn around and give to someone else or just to be my happy self walking through the grocery store, which is helpful, especially this week while it's overcrowded and crazy. And it looks like the locusts had come through, right? <laughs> so those are my whys. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure you guys can come up with more, but I just like to keep it in threes if I can, and that was my three. Next page. So big point here. Acceptance doesn't mean we have to like it. We just, we just say this is what's happening, and we're going to do a little bit of writing on this. So I think it's really important because it's a very different thing. Because sometimes I don't like that my brother's in jail. I, I don't. It's not my, it, I, I don't like it. I wish he wasn't in jail. Okay? I, I'm clear that I can't do anything about it and I need to accept it and I'm not helping him by not accepting it. I'm certainly not helping support my mother by not accepting it. But it doesn't mean I like it. I'm not happy that that's, he hasn't been able to make the connection. He may not make the connection in this lifetime. That's a huge drag. I'm bummed about that. But I don't live in that and... I can still accept it without liking it. So that can happen. Um, love this from, I think it's pretty powerful when we hear things from Michael J. Fox. That guy's got some acceptance going on. It doesn't mean resignation. It means understanding that something is what it is and there's got to be a way through it. And I think I agree with that, except for maybe there's a way around it or there's a way to not, to just let it be. But... I agree with that it means understanding that something is what it is. And so uh, we, we find a way to make peace with what is and stop fighting it. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So next page. Um, I could have actually detailed. Oh, Kathy, please. Wait, yes. back up. You have to read this one. Oh, loud. I have to read that's this. Awesome. Oh, yes. I have to read this out loud. The soul always knows what to do to heal itself. The challenge is to silence the mind. Huge. You're right. That is a good one. We need to read that out loud. So, um, I these these are some ideas that I have about moving into acceptance. 
Um, I'm going to just briefly go through these. I could have done a page on every one of these, but it was turning into a book, so I didn't for the sake of the paper and, um, yeah, the paper. Just going until 9 o'clock. Uh, so number one, and this is what we talked about with obstacles for opportunities, and I believe this is the baseline for any changes, is we cultivate slowness, a connection with source, and open-mindedness. So if we're running at full speed ahead all the time, there's no way for us to get messages that say, hey, let's just let this be as it is. You're fighting it. We can't do that when we're moving at mock speed. We just can't. And when we're not connected to source and we're trying to solve the problem from here, we're going to be in trouble. So we talked about in the obstacles versus opportunities about linchpin habits in the morning that start us out during the day, meditation or a walk outside or moving the body right out of the gate or whatever that is that's then going to hopefully ripple into other things through the day. I love mornings because I have the best, but what happens to me is I forget to rest. <laughs> so it's awesome. And then like other oh, wheels start coming off because I start getting really tired, which is actually what I did all my writing about tonight. But, um, but there, it, there is just this power that after the night that we just, it's a new day and starting over. And for me, it's a, it's a godsend because every morning I get a fresh start no matter how much the bus has come undone. The wheels have come off the bus in the afternoon. But that's why I love mornings because it's just, I, that's, it's easy to connect. But having that linchpin habit that starts our day and creates this intention is, I think, part of being able to accept things. Now, it doesn't mean you can't and you won't get there eventually, but I just think that's a super helpful place. I feel it's like um, fertilizer, you know, like, and then we're planting all these seeds and we're using all these things to get these things to grow, but we've got to keep the grant. There's got to be good soil there. So that's my number one. And then number two, acceptance equals awareness. We're not in denial, defiance, or distraction. So again, it's, a matter of this is what is. We're going to do some writing on this, but it's not a matter of this isn't real, you know, oh, well, whatever. You know, I oh, it's fine. You know, oh, I don't care. I'm fine. He's in jail. I'm fine. You know, or I can't believe he's in jail. You know, again, talk to my sister, talk to my mother, talk to my, you know, or distraction. I'm just going to eat just a little more sugar and I won't remember that he's in jail, right? So we're not doing those things. We're just aware this is what is. Um, we do not spiritually bypass. We talked about this in obstacles. Um, I'm a big fan of being real about how I really feel about things. Um, it's hard for me. This is new for me. I didn't do it growing up. I didn't do it in early sobriety because I couldn't. It's been very important. How do I really feel? I'm angry. Oh, isn't that... Oh, I'm angry. You know, it's very low. Oh. Okay, well, and then if, you, if I actually sit there with it, I'm like, oh, I can be angry and not be consumed by fire and not have to do anything about it. So being able to acknowledge what's happening is important. Um, you know, one of the things that I had to accept or I was working on accepting was lucky being tied up across the street because I would come to work He'd be tied up on the chain, pacing back and forth, crying. And I would come in here and literally just be in tears or just so distraught. I was so distracted. I, you know, I just, and I, I finally started getting, okay, how do I really feel? I feel so frustrated. I feel so sad. I feel so upset. And, and sure enough, that started getting me into, okay, this is what is. And then sure enough, I was like, I can't handle this is what is. So I started like, what's, what can I change? Started doing more research. And now look, so that's what happens sometimes, but it was a whole process of, okay, how do I really feel, you know, instead of my old MO before it would be just to eat some more chocolate and work out a little more. Okay, so we don't spiritually bypass. Number four, this has been huge for me. There's no rushing. There's this, you just, you can't force acceptance down your throat. And I'll tell you how I know this, because I tried and tried and tried, like, Sometimes we just need to get in enough pain before we're willing to do this work. And this has been my experience. I wish I was one of those people that just, oh, I'm just going to do this because it's a great idea. I, I grow 
the most when I'm having problems. Um, Marianne Williamson had this, has this great lecture on CD um, and I've listened to so many times and she says, you know, the days that we go to the grocery store and everyone's like, hey, how's it going? Those are not the days of our greatest spiritual growth, is what she says. The days of our greatest spiritual growth are the days that things are tough because then we can either choose to go down with the ship or we can choose to say, okay, what are my tools? How do I navigate this? Who else has navigated this? How do I accept this? What do I do next? And that's been my story. So one of the things that was really hard in my journey to accept was when I was sick. And I remember my mentor saying to me, you may always be sick. You may always have a headache. So you need to accept this. And I said to her, no, no, I'm not. But I did hear what she said, and, and what happened was, it, like I was mentioning with the serenity prayers, I accepted it in that for today, I have an ice pack on my head and I'm at home. I'm also under a doctor's care and trying this protocol. When this doesn't work, I'll try something else. If this doesn't work, I'll try something else. If this doesn't work, and for today, I surrender that this is what is. And so I was able to accept it in that small, teeny bit. But I couldn't do that until I was in enough pain and I'd had enough days. Because believe me, I was fighting it with everything I had because I didn't like being in pain like that. And finally, I got tired of fighting it. And it took a while, I'm not proud to admit, because I'm a fighter and that's what happened. And then I started surrendering. And then I, you know, most, I lost most of my friends and things in my life changed and it ended up being a gigantic gift because it changed everything. It changed the way I work, it changed the way I feel about things, it changed everything. Um, so it was a huge gift, but I don't want to repeat it. And, but it was, and, and I, I only bring that up because I just very distinctly remember knowing, knowing, because I was about eight years into sobriety when this happened, knowing if I could accept it, I was going to feel better and not being able to do so until I was. There was just, I, there was no amount of willpower that was going to make that happen for me. I had to be enough days and enough pain. I, I don't know. I, I'd like to think now that if something like that happened, it would be sooner because I, and maybe it would be. And I think possibly, but it just, it, sometimes it just takes enough time. Um, number five, we actively observe and question our thoughts. So it's good to just kind of, I love, um, Martha Beck talks about this, like you just, you're the watcher. You, you're, you kind of imagine yourself out here and you're kind of watching yourself spin out. <laughs> wow. She's going crazy over that dog. That's crazy. Wow. It's a dog. You have three dogs. These people, dogs are chained up all over the, Wow. So it's good to just kind of look at that. You know, you just get a third party. Isn't that interesting? We're going to talk about that later. Um, we come from a place of curiosity as we begin to ask questions. So a place of curiosity is so powerful versus a place of judgment or a place of stress or a place of you've got to accept this. This is the best thing to do. A place of, wow, isn't this interesting how hard this is for me to accept it? I really know I've, I'm going to feel better. And isn't it? I'm just so curious as to why. <laughs> wow. I wonder what that is. I wonder what that's about. I wonder why that's so hard. I wonder what this is. Curiosity. Um, and then we ask for help. So, and then I, of course, had to quote my darling. Because it, we had this, we've just been talk, talk, talking about this. We've been having the best time. I'm telling you, therapy is the best thing ever. Um, I love, I love it. Um, but, so, and he, like I said, he loves acceptance. Um, he said to me, if, if it, oh, I should have said, if it is, sorry, I missed the it. If it is affecting me emotionally or spiritually, I don't think I've accepted it 100%. That's how he can tell. <laughs> I love that, right? He's very cute. He's very cute. Okay, we're going to do some writing. Um, so this is, um, we're going to do two minutes. Something you're struggling with. Could be something you're not accepting, could be something you're fighting. I'm not sure, I wasn't sure on the language, so I'm opening it up to defining it as what would be something that perhaps would need some acceptance applied to it. Could be a situation, I, you know, my job, it could be um, a person, I'm really concerned about this person, this person is 
you know, disrupting my work environment, this, whatever, um, an institution, I can't believe that who we have running for president, there's a lot of things there if you wanted to get into that. Um, so anything that you feel drawn to, I'm going to give you two minutes. Everybody's writing, so I don't need to keep talking. So much better over here than I have to do. So this little picture down here that says, when I stop struggling, I float, it is the law. I, I don't know what law that would be, but I just loved the idea that I Googled, who wrote this, where is this from? Does anybody know? I haven't heard it. I haven't either. I, well, I do too. Of physics, I think it's probably buoyancy. Yeah, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That's perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. Thank you. I just think that's... Because it is true when you... Well, Cal's a swimmer, so when you're in the pool and you just... Anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, perfect. Let's go on to, to, to number two. So I'm glad everyone had something to write about. That's good. I was a little nervous. Okay. So um, before we start writing on this, I just want to give you a little... Um, do not minimize, alter, or deny, but what is the reality? So another resource around this, if this topic, if this kind of just opens a can of worms and you need more, um, is there's a gal named Byron Katie. Does, who's here knows of the work? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, this is right. This, this is her, as far as I'm concerned, the work is acceptance. It's a way of identifying what is. And the truth. So she talks about what's really true. Um, you know, her website now, I don't know if you guys have been on there lately, but she has all these videos. So you can just plug it up. And if you're, you know, um, I was actually doing some yin yoga the other day and I just was listening to her talk to people and do the work because it's just so powerful. Like, you know, the four questions, you, you do the turnarounds, but how often do we actually really write it down? And it was really Powerful. So that was sort of where this question came from. Like, what's really true? Like, what do we know that's true about what we just wrote about? So, um, because there are things that are true. And it can even be as far as what you think is true. Like, well, this is how I absolutely feel. And that's true for you at this moment. So I'm going to do another two minutes because I did this earlier and I felt like I could have wrote for two minutes. So we'll give you two and see how you guys feel.
Okay, next question. Good job. Uh, we have six of these tonight, so we're going to be halfway at this one. So, um, number three, what am I actually powerless over? Um, so, it could also be, if, it need, if that languaging doesn't work for you, it could also be what, you know, because um, powerless is, is, can be tricky. Um, because, again, it's that relationship between I accept and I, but I change this about me. Um, so, what do you absolutely know you can't do anything about? And then, of course, we have our Byron Katie quote at the bottom, placing the blame or judgment on someone else leaves you powerless to change your experience. Taking responsibility for your beliefs and judgments give you the power to change them. So, does anybody need more conversation about that? Um, Isn't it people, places, and things? People, places, and things. Well, I wrote, so I'll, I, I'm going to tell you what I wrote, and then um, maybe that will help. So what am I actually powerful? So the, what I need to accept and what I'm having a hard time accepting is that my energy is different than it used to be. Um, and I'm not managing it as well as I'd like to for to do what I want to do. I, I just, it, so I'm powerless over my amount of energy. Like I have a certain amount of energy right now. That, that's what is. I, it's not endless. It used to be and it's not anymore. And that's just the way it is. So I'm powerless, and I'm, I'm powerless right now over my desire to go, go, go. Because I'm, I'm not stop, stop, stopping. <laughs> so I'm finding that I'm powerless over that. I'm powerless over how long it takes to learn what I need to learn. I, you know, I want to get a book. I keep buying books. I can't actually get them read. <laughs> it's going to take what it takes for me to learn what I want to learn. I mean, I just wish I could just, you know, infuse it. Um, and... I'm powerless over my desire, and then I started writing to be what? what? What is it that I want? I mean, I just feel this, like, I need to do more, I need to do more. What I'm powerless over that. And so then that led to, what, is that, what does that feel like? And I just got some other, I kind of got off on a tangent. So if I was writing about my brother in jail, I'm powerless over the fact that he can't link the dots. I'm powerless over the fact that he keeps ending up in jail. I'm powerless over the fact that my mother doesn't want to go to Al-Anon. I'm powerless over the fact that this breaks her heart. I can't do anything about it. These things are things I'm powerless over. Or I can't do anything about. So yes, people, places, situations, energy levels. Okay. Here we go.
This next question is way more fun. Just FYI. What can I actually do? <laughs> so, um, you know, when you, when you're, if you're an alcoholic and you end up in 12-step, one of the, the first step is admitting you're powerless over alcohol. And so it's tricky because when you first get there, you think, oh, well, I'm powerless. I might as well just drink. Like, honestly, that's how your brain thinks. I mean, I don't know. At least that's how mine did. And so it was helpful for me to, what can I actually do? Well, I can get in my car and go to a meeting. I can not get in my car and not buy alcohol. I can throw out all the alcohol that's in the house. I can not go to a bar. So there's actually a lot of things I am. I do have power. I can ask for help. I can call people that, that are sober. I can pray to my higher power. Like there's all these things that, so that was really helpful for me. Same situation with acceptance. Like what can I actually do? And so what I wrote, on this, about my energy and, and accepting that, what can I actually do? Well, I can keep trying to rest during the day. I mean, I'm sure there's more strategies that I haven't tried yet, and I'm totally, like, I can keep trying. I don't have to throw in the towel, right? I can plan rest time. Then I start thinking, how would I do that? I can plan rest time into my schedule and, and make sure that that's when I do my meditation because I'm finding my mornings are just getting lost. I can set limits and walk away from work. Set the timer on the stove. If it's not done... Better luck next time. I can write shorter blogs. I can make sure I get the podcast taped. I can um, keep practicing patience, staying in the moment. So I just made a list of things I can actually do. Um, I love this Rumi quote. Did you read that yet? Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise, so I'm changing myself. So, Ready? What you can do. I, I, I like that I like talking about what we can do more than what we can't. I don't know if you can tell. Fun, right? What I can do is way more fun than what I can't. Uh, yeah, interesting. Isn't it interesting how all these spiritual lessons have so many paradoxes? Like we're talking about acceptance, and then I have, of course, have a page on what I can do, right? I mean, it's just. It's so interesting to me how there's just these different, it's just, it seems like it's one way and then there's something else, you know, it's, I find that fascinating. Um, talking about acceptance and it feels like a very passive thing and yet it does take a lot of, it goes hand in hand with action. It's wild. Okay, curious. 
again, defining my little definition, uh, because before we do the last two, we just want to open up our minds. And so the definition of curious is eager to know or learn something. Eager to know or learn something. Cultivating a sense of curiosity about how we're reacting to situations, people, or problems takes us out of the stress response and starts us on the road to acceptance. If we can look at it from a point of curiosity, isn't that interesting? That's one of my favorite lines. I learned that from one of my friends. Isn't that interesting? And then, of course, I love this Albert Einstein quote. I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. What a powerful quote. Albert Einstein has no special talents. Okay, great. That's amazing. I'm only passionately curious. And then I also really liked the, um, this is a little off top, but be curious about people, be less curious about people and more curious about ideas. I like that. Um, so just thinking in that mindset as we go to number five, one of the words as I was interviewing people about acceptance, and by people, I mean, you know, my mentor and other people that have been doing this for a really long time, um, is really acceptance and awareness and then surrendering. Like, this is what is, I surrender. And my favorite definition of surrender is to give up completely, not that one, the agree to forego, especially in favor of another. So basically, whenever I hear the word surrender, I'm I've already stated I'm a big fighter. I'm not <laughs> I'm not good. I don't like this image of the white flag up, but I totally can relate to this isn't working. I am so open to doing this differently. And that's my definition for myself of surrender. And that I can totally get around because I'm super clear. When things are not working, I mean, it takes me a while, but then when it's not working, okay, help me, please show me how to do this differently. And I love that. So how can I look at this differently is, or surrender? However, whatever works better for you, but basically, and this is, we're getting curious, we're not judging, I don't know, we're just let, tapping into creativity. Um, I love this quote at the bottom, surrender is the intersection between acceptance and change. Isn't that interesting? And there's Lucky at Bombaldi. And then um, when we put down idea, we put when we put down ideas of what life should be like, we are free to wholeheartedly say yes to what our to our life as it is. I'm gonna set the timer. Some of you are already writing. I think it's great. You're getting a head start. Good job. Keep going. Thank mm -hmm. you.
Okay, last one. And this is very similar, but I, I don't know. I just, I like, I really wanted another question because I liked this last quote. <laughs> and I did, I did want to do a little bit more call to action. So this, this bottom quote um, by Eckhart Tolle, accept then act, whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. You know, when I get into things that are really challenging to accept, I I go back to um, the idea that I heard from um, Carolyn Miss Mace, Mace uh, about our souls making contracts contracts before we come into these human bodies. And you may not believe that, and that's totally fine. But that this is one of the things that really helps me with acceptance um, because. I love the idea that I chose my parents and I chose these lessons and my brother chose these parents and chose me as a sibling and my, you know, I, I made these contracts with these people. You know, I made a contract with Rob. We're going to be married and we're going to get so, you know, get sober and you're going to break up with me because you don't want to get sober and then you're going to get sober too and then we're going to have this journey together where we, buy a gym in 2007 and then two years later it's worth less than half of what we paid for it and our business will have dropped 60%. Like I love the idea that these are things we chose. I love that. It just feels so powerful to me. So if I ever get into deep trouble like trying to accept something, like, oh my God, we, we're going to lose the gym, we're going to lose our house, which was our story a few years ago, I just kept reminding myself this is what you chose. And... It was great, and again, was such an amazing gift. I just feel so differently about money now. I feel so differently about living here now. I feel so differently about being here now. It wouldn't have happened without that. I think it's a great idea if it would have happened without that, but it, it wasn't like I was signing up to be like, okay. I was just kind of going along. This is where we live, but when it came down to we might not get to live here, it started becoming how important is this? And what am I willing to do? And what am I willing to let go of? And I remember talking to my mentor about this and I remember saying, you know, I just can't imagine why this is happening because we walked through open doors and we did. There were so many signs for us to buy this gym. And she said, well, I said, I'm the girl that God helped buy a gym. She's like, well, you might be the girl that God also took the gym away from. I was like, what? Oh, and then I was like, oh, okay. But it was just this, it's, it's just this. It's like working your mindset around this is that I actually chose this. I love that idea. There's, it just creates so much space. So possible actions I can do that will help facilitate surrender and acceptance. You know, I'm putting, and I'm putting down here, make a, I'm going to commit to making a list on Sunday you know, I'm going to print out a little schedule and I'm going to schedule in rest like it's an appointment. I'm going to just try it. It might not work. I'll report in. I'll tell you if it drives me crazy. Um, I'm going to focus on more visions and less work. More. More. I'm going to do that more. I've been doing it more. I'm doing it more. I'm going to write shorter blogs. I'm going to let go of my big job outcome. I have plenty right now. It's perfect. I love my teacher right here, Hillary Anderson, who says to me all the time, it's perfect. It's per I say that all the time now. It's, I love it. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's such a great affirmation. It's perfect, right, as it is. I, I got super thrown off the rails yesterday for a little while. It's perfect. It was perfect. Did a little crying, did a little talking on the phone with some people. Got really clear about some things. Didn't have any idea that was on the agenda. It was perfect. All right, last one. Ready? And here we go.
Okay, that was the workshop on acceptance. I hope you did the writing and the worksheets and I hope it inspired you to go a little deeper into noticing if you're fighting things that you absolutely cannot change and perhaps would feel more joy just accepting. Just stay open-minded. If, you know, this is a practice. It's not a perfect, it's definitely an ongoing thing. It definitely takes time and open-mindedness and slowing down. Speaking of slowing down, we're going to do, uh, next week's workshop is going to be on called Slowing Up, because we sometimes don't like the idea of slowing down, but slowing up and, and looking at doing less, making hard decisions and choices around not trying to fit everything in is actually an elite, awesome way to try to start steering your life for more joy. So slowing up workshop coming at you next week. Thank you again for listening. This is Angela Freeman, your Angela's Awesome podcast host. You can find me at goingtoangelas.com. If you want to jump on there, you can sign up and get on my email list, which comes out every Sunday, has all the links to this, has my class schedule and my retreat schedule when it starts and all of those things. You can also hit me up at Angela's Gym Twitter, Angela's Gym Instagram, and Angela's Gym Facebook. Although, in my effort to slow up and do less, I'm not on there quite as much as I used to be. And uh, but I will get you. I'll come. I'll I'll get on it. Um, all in good time, my people. All in good time. Thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.